This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. Today's episode is brought to you by the folks at Tee Public, and today's design is very dear to our hearts. Um, for the past few weeks, we have been uh, get, having different designs from Tee Public that have been on sale exclusively for our listeners, and this is the fifth and final week for the fifth season of Animaniacs, and this design, of course, is our own Animaniacast logo. Ah. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of on that. You are. There's a caricature of a you. A caricature. And, yes. and me and of Kelly. We're all on this design. So if you like us people, then... <laughs> Why not get a shirt of us Yeah, And that way you can tell... You could show other people that you like these people. <laughs> it's a great... I, I really love the design. The design itself was done by uh, Jedi Schwa, who is a host of uh, Techno Retro Dads. And it's a really fun design, a really great shirt. And uh, I know that I have the shirt of this, and we all have the coffee mugs of this uh, design as yeah. well. Uh, and it's a, you know, when it comes in a coffee mug, it's actually a really nice quality coffee mug. Yeah. I've put it through the washer many times, <laughs> and the paint has never come off or anything, and I get to just look at myself and uh yes if you like to if you like the show which i hope you do if you're listening yeah <laughs> and, and you'd like to have this little piece of merchandise well head on over to tpublic.animaticast.com and you can check out that design on sale and other designs as well with animaniacs star wars pinky in the brain and uh, Spielberg as well. So, <laughs> so that's over at tpublic.animaniacast.com. And thank you, tpublic, for your support. And welcome, everybody, to episode 52 of the Animaniacast. And welcome once again to the Animated Cast. We are the only podcast out there that is dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs. Here we explore the series episode by episode, revisiting all the cultural references and gags, and in the end, we give each episode a water tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother, Nathan. Yes, always. I'm always past that. <laughs> and across the country in Georgia, it's Kelly. Hi. Well, today we are talking about three very nice segments, uh, very funny cartoons here in episode 52. We have Ups and Downs, The Brave Little Trailer, and yes, always. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it's a, what do you guys think about this episode in a, in a few words? Uh, Kelly, let's start with you. Chopsticks and chopsticks and chopsticks and chopsticks and chopsticks and chopsticks and chopsticks, chop chop. Enough is the chopsticks! No more chopsticks! <laughs> <laughs> well said. And Nathan, what about you? I think it has its ups and downs. Oh, <laughs> oh I guess. <laughs> it, it does, it does. But yeah. tell us, Nathan, when 
did this episode first premiere? So this episode premiered on Friday, February 11th of 1994, which was the release date of Blank Check and My Girl 2, and just one week after the release of Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Oh, okay. My Girl 2, um, I don't remember anything about that movie nope. other than it came out. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I do remember Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Yeah, what about Blank Check? Do you remember? Blank Check. It's Is that a Disney that... movie? And... Oh, like a kid has this blank check and then he falls in love with this with this older woman, like kind of starts dating him. It's a weird movie. I have no idea about that movie at all. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was a Dana Carvey movie at first, like, but I think that's a different. I think it was Blank Slate or something like maybe. that. Maybe I don't. Is that know. the one with the little boy that was in Family Ties? Uh, maybe I don't know what he was from, but he get, he buys a castle with a blank check. He gets like a million dollars with it. From Walt Disney Pictures, this morning, Preston Waters got something. Look on my bike! Let's check your dad, we'll know what to do with it. That's going to change his life. Yeah! Now, he's buying more stuff. You have a house. Meeting more women. Baby brother comes into his own. And stopping three crooks. I'm gonna get you, kid! From taking all of his money. That was Disney's Blank Check. Now playing at a theater near you. Check newspaper for showtimes. You know, the movies in the 90s were weird. That's all I can say. <laughs> There's a lot of movies that it, today they would just put it out on Netflix or something like that or direct yeah. a video. But back then, you could just... <laughs> I was surprised it came... Like, I I don't know if it was a direct... It seems like it should be a direct-to-video kind of movie. Well, it sound, I, the title sounds familiar, but there you I don't go. know. Who knows? Play check. Go, hey, listeners, go ahead and watch that and tell us. give us your review. We'll, we'll feature it on... <laughs> On the show. Um, finally. Well, finally, somebody will get talk about Blank Check. Uh, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. And we're going to start with the first cartoon entitled Ups and Downs. And Ups and Downs was written by Paul Rugg. It was directed by Bob Klein and Kelly what happens in Ups and Downs? Okay, uh, Dr. Scratch and Sniff is taking Wacko to go see Mr. Plotz because he ate his conference table. So they get in, <laughs> they get in the elevator, and it's taken a while to um, get up to the, the top of the building. And Wacko starts aggravating Dr. Scratch and Sniff. He's mimicking him, you know, copying everything he does. <laughs> and really getting on his nerves um, before they realize that the elevator is stuck and I, I I lost track of actually how long they're in the elevator it's it's like 10 12 hours something yeah. like that but um, so there, there's this whole sequence of events where Wacko is um, singing chopsticks in the elevator and spinning around. And if, if you're ever in an elevator with me, I, I do this a lot when I'm in an elevator is turn around in circles and sing chopsticks because <laughs> this is I, I do. I do. I, I swear um, people will, will confirm that. But um, so I do that for fun. And and I reference this episode like this is why I'm doing it. And um, <laughs> hey. And Wacko's like, let's sing some songs. And Dr. Scratch, says, Scratch and Sniff says, no songs, no songs. And the next thing you know, they're singing, you know, old MacDonald had a farm. <laughs> and then he tries some jokes. It's really funny. Oh, all right, fine. One joke. 
Knock knock. Who's there? Max. Max who? Max wants to come in and go crazy. Uh, okay, now that's not really a joke, is it? You see, because it makes no sense. It does if you know Max. But I don't know Max. If you did, you'd be laughing. <laughs> and um, the daughter scratches sniffs, asks him if he has his gaggy bag. He always has his gaggy bag, but mm-hmm. this time he doesn't have it. And the the whole thing is from from beginning to end just hysterical. The the maintenance guys, you don't ever see their face faces, but um, they're hysterical because the the one talking to the other one, he, he doesn't know what um. Any of the tools are like that. Warner Brothers Maintenance Department. Hold on a sec. Hit it with the hammer, Big Ed. No, the hammer. That's a wrench. That long thingy's a hammer. <coughs> Sorry about that. This is Goyt Furman. What can I do you for? Ed, drop the saw and get the hammer. That's a plunger. <coughs> Warner Brothers Maintenance. Then he's like jumping up and down on the top of the elevator to try to unstick it. <laughs> And then they're, they're like on a ride at Disneyland, and Wacko's having the best time. Doctor Scratch and Sniff's nauseous, and um, oh, oh, and then the the best part is um, his like, you know, oh, okay. So one time Randy Beeman's um, I think it is parents or grandparents. Grandparents, stuck, I think, yeah. Grandparents got stuck in an elevator so long they became skeleton people, <laughs> and it's just. Oh my goodness! I I just I love this episode. I've been waiting to do this one because it's it's so much fun. <laughs> it really is a silly silly episode, um, and uh, you know I I like the the whole thing. Like you were mentioning the the, the elevator repair people. Just it was our indication you were out. And it's like well maybe that <laughs> indication. Well it was our indication the indication of the you know all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and uh, of course one of them is called Ed, like Big Ed or something like that. And uh, the the other one is named Goit, and his uh, he, he is voiced by Paul Rugg, who wrote the episode and would later, you know, of course, says the voice of Mr. Director and, and things like that. So a very different voice uh, from Paul Rugg than I'm used to. I could barely hear some similarities. So the vocal range of Paul Rugg was was very good in this uh particular one mm-hmm. and, and for those of you who may not know this he has a a voice acting pamphlet that's coming out very soon one of these days i can't wait to check that out for more information about that check his facebook page <laughs> very important anyway um so a very very funny episode when it comes to references i really i mean there's self it's self-referential mm-hmm. with randy beeman uh but uh maybe kind of a reference with the with the elevator to sort of like Roger Rabbit, maybe, but there's not really any references to this. Yeah. Uh, they, I think they could have, they could have gone all out, and it, I'm glad they didn't do this. But they could have done a like a thing like the sitcoms do. Whenever there's an elevator episode in a sitcom, it's two people stuck in the elevator, mm-hmm. and then they go. Do you remember when this happened? And yeah. it's just a best of clip episode. Well, that can be. <laughs> that, that's a lot of fun when they like make up clip. Like I know the show Community did that. Oh yeah, they, they do. Remember when? And then they just make up these. <laughs> so they just have the actors running yeah. around in these new. Yeah, I remember when that happened on Community, and it, when it first started, I was going, "I don't remember this episode at all." And then yeah. I started realizing, "Oh, I see what they're doing." Uh, but yes, they did not do that in this one. They could have. Um, now, have uh, Nathan, have you ever got stuck in an elevator? No. No? Kelly, have you? No. No. I did once. 
<laughs> and okay. I, just, I remember I remember when I was like four years old, I got stuck in an elevator at the mall and it was a very full elevator and it was not it was not funny like this situation. <laughs> I remember an old man getting very, very upset behind me and kind of claustrophobic. So, Uh-oh. yeah, real elevators getting stuck in is not very funny. But this particular one was very funny. Uh, yeah. What do you guys think? Uh, Nathan, what about you? Any moments in this one that you particularly thought were funny? Um, just those, the, the speaking on the fo- like, uh, getting plungers mixed up with hammers and all mm-hmm. that was very funny. Just, <laughs> um, and that knock knock joke was hilarious. The whole, and then the callback to it at the very at end. At the very end with yeah. the, yeah. Say, so you guys want to hear a joke? Knock knock. Who's there? Max. Hey! Hey! I, I like the, the, <laughs> I just like the, uh, thing where they're trying to get the elevator unstuck and they're just trying stuff out. Like, we don't know if mm-hmm. this is going to work. And then the, go, Ed. Hey, an elevator. Ed wants to jump up and down on it again. Go, Ed. (laughs) Hey, in the elevator, guess what? Big Ed Skirt got it unstuck. We're going to lower you gently to the first floor. Go, Ed. (laughs) Yeah, it reminded me of uh, Tower of Terror. Yes. That doesn't exist anymore. Tower of Terror. Yeah, now the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. It's still in Florida. Mission Escape. Yeah, Mission. (laughs) Mission Guardians of the Galaxy. I've been on. You have? Yeah. I've been on the Guardians oh, of the Galaxy. Jealous. Right? Anyway. I won't ride that. I'm a wimp. <laughs> it's exactly like ups and downs. <laughs> I know. You just, <laughs> all you have to do is go chopsticks and chopsticks. Yeah. Then you know. you're fine. <laughs> I'm guessing that's where they got the idea for the ride, though, is from sure. watching this. Ep- yes. This predates Tower of Terror. Yeah, so, so, therefore, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> But very funny uh, first cartoon to open things, open things up, and uh, it's I think it's a great example of just having Wacko. It's it's one of Wacko's funniest ones that we've seen yeah, so far, and I'm glad that we have a Doctor Scratch and Sniff episode again. That's oh a yeah, heavy, like I miss him. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he hasn't been in many episodes lately, so yeah. it's good to see a very heavy Doctor yeah, Scratch. Exactly. And Sniff. Of course, the next one with Doctor Scratch and Sniff is one of my favorite Doctor Scratch and Sniff ones, but we'll have to hear about that one next week so anyway uh (laughs) well let's go ahead and get straight on over to the next cartoon for today and that is entitled the brave little trailer and now the story of the brave little trailer and the brave little trailer was written by tom minton and directed by leonard robinson and nathan what the heck happens right here in the brave little trailer? All right, so we have a cute little trailer played by none other than Luke Ruger, the cutie. <laughs> Not the cutest, though. Anyways, Nathan, Nathan was. <laughs> so, yes. uh, he is playing the titular uh, <laughs> brave little trailer, uh-huh. and he is. This whole episode is rhyming, which is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's telling a story about how this trailer is uh very nimble and always gets away from tornadoes cuz he lives in the uh the belt of tornadoes whatever that is the the tornado belt is <laughs> the tornado I call belt it. yeah i don't know i'm sure there's a name for that <laughs> the belt of tornadoes i like that <laughs> tornado <laughs> alley tornado alley there you close go close enough uh, <laughs> uh but he can avoid all the the tornadoes which is really lucky and all the trailers around him are end up in the dump and they get eaten by the giant uh trash guy 
the what is that thing? <laughs> the bulldozer kind it of is thing. a bulldozer. Thing. Yeah, he eats trailers and he thinks they're delicious. Anyways, the trailer, <laughs> the brave little trailer, is able to get away from him until one day all the uh, the nice looking trailers decide to kick him to the dump because he's not as pretty as they are. Mm-hmm. And then though. Uh, the brave little trailer sees that there's a tornado coming for all the trailers that were mean to him. So he devises a plan. He ends up creating this trench using the uh, bulldozer guy uh, that's chasing him. And then uh, the bulldozer guy gets kind of destroyed from the tornado. And all the other trailers hide safely under a little trench. Because when you're underground, folks, tornadoes can't get you. Which is what he learned. So way in the future, he's living like on the moon, it looks like, underground with the bulldozer guy uh, doing stuff on the front, on the roof or something. So <laughs> that's pretty much it. Well, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a very it's a cute uh, cartoon. And uh, I'm glad it rhymed. It made it uh, definitely a lot more uh, enjoyable. enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. A lot more engaging. Uh it's a very reminiscent of a lot of different Disney uh, cartoons. Uh, mm-hmm. There's, of course, the voice again by Jim Cummings is doing his Sterling Holloway kind of voice the slash Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sterling Holloway would do a lot of these Disney um, cartoons. Uh, one of which escapes me right now. It's about like a a blue. A, I think it's called the uh, about a blue house or something like that. And uh, I think Sterling Holloway like uh, narrated that back in the back a while ago. I don't think it's called The Little Blue House, but it's about it was about a little blue house. Okay, and it, it had like a face on it and everything, and everything would change around the little blue house and like skyscrapers. Imagine the brave little trailer right here mixed with the oh. story of Up. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it was basically the same kind of thing. So I, I see similarities right there. And of course, it's called The Brave Little Trailer. And he looks very similar to... The Brave Little Toaster. The Brave Little Toaster, mm-hmm. which, again, however, the the title is also kind of a takeoff of an old 1930s Mickey Mouse cartoon called The Brave Little Tailor about uh, Mickey Mouse killing... I think it was seven flies with one blow, and he could. After he killed them, people thought he was talking about giants, and he had to basically mm. become uh, Mickey the Giant Killer or something like that for that cartoon. Uh, so a lot of different references to to older animated features, um, but uh, really, when it comes to references, that's pretty much it. Uh, what did you guys think about this cartoon, Kelly? Is there any moments in this one that you particularly liked? I thought it was really cute, and um, it made me think of the movie Twister. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I did, yeah, especially at the end when uh, the tornado was dying down and it was spitting out things, and I did see a cow. Oh, there was a cow inside. Yep. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did see that cow spit out right there. Uh, Nathan, what about you? I liked how that uh, that steam shovel bulldozer thing has, uh-huh. like, had no teeth at the very end. Yeah, at like, the end. <laughs> but he still tries to eat them. Like, yeah. Cause he's a big jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do like doing my bad Sterling Hollywood impression, whatever I like watch yeah. it. I was a little disappointed that, uh, you know, I was promised a quiz at the end of the cartoon right? from the trailer and we never got one. So I was like, I was paying attention. I was taking notes. I moved swiftly, avoiding the clench of the shovel who angrily dug a deep trench. 
Soon, the steam shovel's trench became a big crater. Pay attention to this. There's a quiz on it later. It made it sound like you watched like a trailer for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, but it was it was cute. Um, I don't know <clears throat> realistically uh, who would go to a trailer park that's like. It looked like a moon installation at the right? very end. Yeah, that's what they're I was saying. All... Like, it looked like they're on the moon. Like, like, why would you... <laughs> Isn't part of being in a trailer, like, outdoors, being in the outdoors? Yeah. <laughs> not, not moving into... Now a... we're in a garage. <laughs> it's like, we could be a... anywhere. Yeah, it's like, wait a minute. I think you're defeating the purpose of a trailer, but whatever. They're safe from a tornado. Um, have uh, Now, I know, Nathan, you've never been in a tornado, I'm assuming. No. There's lots of dust devils in Tucson. Yes. But <laughs> I got hit by, like, three different dust devils in my car the other day. They're everywhere in this yeah. kind of weather. Sun and, devils or something. Those no, are something else, right? No, haboobs. Haboobs. <laughs> they're up, they're up in the Phoenix area and everything. Those are, those are actually kind of dangerous. Those yeah. are dust storms. I'm talking, like, little dust devils. Yeah. But anyway, the, the, now Kelly the are like Tatooine and Anakin, and yeah, those are like storm, uh-huh. danger. storms coming, Annie. <laughs> I feel <laughs> it in my bones. Anyway, <laughs> Jira, ladies and gentlemen, Jira. Yes. Congratulations. Uh, anyway, so let's go to Kelly. Have you have you ever been into in, in like a scary tornado, anything like this? No, no. I mean, not not that I'm aware of. We've we've had some hit close by. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, a lot of times after a real bad storm, you just see limbs scattered all about from trees. And right. um, during it, it wasn't even storming, but it was just a really windy night and the wind woke me up. And I, I looked in the backyard and I was like, I, there's a lot of foliage over there where there wasn't before. <laughs> and um, it, it turned out the tree next door fell into our yard. Wow. And, um, <laughs> Like, I didn't hear, I don't think I ever heard the tree, but I heard the wind. It was the craziest thing. But hmm. the whole thing was just uprooted, and just the very tip top of it was over in our fence. Um, so it, it just, you know, chipped a little bit off the, the wooden fence and, and did no real damage. But we had a lot of debris and, and had to, you know, clean it up from, from the yard. But, I mean, that was kind of scary. But, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, it's usually around here it's hard to tell. Like, you you won't know until like after the fact, unless you actually see a funnel cloud or something. Uh-huh. It's like, oh yeah, the tornado hit like two streets down, and you just don't know because it's just really bad storm, and they they don't seem to hit for very long. They'll like pop down and then spin around and then go somewhere else. And, um, but I know one time one actually hit the downtown Atlanta and, and knocked out windows in the Westin Peachtree Plaza, mm. which is where uh, one of the hotels for Dragon Con. Wow, and you just don't. You don't think about, you know, tornadoes in the city like that. But yeah. um, it's one of the tallest buildings in, in downtown and, um, you know, knocked out, I don't know how many windows, but it, it did some damage. Well, yeah, you don't think, I, I, gosh, yeah, I don't think there's really been any, well, there's sometimes tornadoes that are kind of like in the sky that never really touch down in Tucson. Mm. We're coming up to monsoon season right now, so this is our bigger storm area, but Nothing, nothing as intense as tornadoes, and so I, I guess you know if this cartoon were to do like a good public service for kids, it kind of uh, you know made the, it was a good story. Stay underground, stand. It did teach you a lesson about what to do in a tornado. Yeah. It's it's you know get to, you know get to the safe area. It kind of taught taught me some things about yeah. tornadoes, um, and I think it 
kind of made it uh i don't know less scary i suppose to kids too if i was if i was a little kid in tornado alley or the tornado belt or whatever you want to call it <laughs> um that i might like this story is kind of a way to kind of feel better it was you know yeah a nice little story just steps on it at the very end which is yes yeah. nice. and that, that a little kid did it and uh kind of a cool empowering story you can call me a wise guy a cranky old grump but when it comes to tornadoes heh, i'm nobody's chump <laughs> And that's a story all little trailers should know. Good night, Gramps. Good night, kids. Now I gotta go. I don't think we'll ever see a, a spin-off series of the Brave Little Trailer no, I don't anytime think so. soon. Uh, yeah, but uh, let's go ahead and get to our last cartoon for the day, which is called Yes, Always. This is Maurice Lamarche, the voice of the brain, and you are listening to the Animaniacast. Yes, Always was written by Peter Hastings and it was directed by Michael Gerard and Dave Marshall. And basically, this one starts off, I was very confused at first because it starts off with a pinky in the brain intro. Yeah. And then it goes to this, you know, yes, please, or yes, always. And it starts talking about uh, Sometimes animators need to do additional dialogue recording, mm-hmm. and it's showing, you know, the Warners jumping out of the building and and all this kind of stuff in the Warner Brothers studio. I myself was very confused when this cartoon first started up because I was going, "Where's the Pinky in the Brain cartoon? <laughs> did they just do? Did they just need filler?" Well, I honestly did yeah. feel that way. Like, it's just so like I thought it was I was going to be watching the Warners at first, but of course. No, this is a Pinky in the Brain cartoon, in a sense. <laughs> kind of. The, the brain has has to go into the Warner Brothers studio to record additional dialogue, apparently for his cartoon, although he's, he's talking about peas, yeah. and he's talking about like a, the, the different farm where they, they do this and this. It's a very confusing uh, uh, concept if you actually do pay attention to it, Uh but it's also very funny. That's what I you really kind of notice. The brain goes in. He kicks out, of course, uh, t- uh, Tom Ruger, a caricature of Tom Ruger, who was uh, the s- senior uh, producer of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also uh, kicks out Andrea Romano, who is the voice casting and uh, you know voice director of all the episodes. And he also kicked out Harry Andronis, who is the sound engineer. I'm sorry, he didn't kick out no. uh, Harry John, the sound engineer right there who's caricatured, but he kicked out Peter Hastings, mm-hmm. who was, of course, wrote this episode. Um, so I'm watching this episode, and it's funny, and it's like, can you please, you know, redo this and re- redo that? And yeah. I'm kind of getting it like, okay, like, what's going on here? Well, this is actually a c- almost word for word uh, to outtakes done by none other than Orson Welles, the inspiration for the brain Mm -hmm. for Maurice LaMarche. Uh, These are outtakes that he did for uh, frozen peas or, you know, some, some commercials basically in a sound booth. And somehow these, these outtakes had circulated over the years and Maurice LaMarche uh, actually, apparently rumor has it that he actually did this, monologue mm-hmm. essentially as his audition piece 
for the voice of the brain. <laughs> we know a remote farm in Lincolnshire where Mrs. Buckley lives. Every July, peas grow there. You really mean that? Uh, yeah, but if you could start a half second later. Don't you think you really want to say July over the snow? Isn't that the fun of it? I think it's so nice that you see a snow-covered field and say every July peas grow there. Um, We're talking about them growing and she's picked them. Well, we want to be out of that snowy field. But I was out. We were onto a can of peas, a big dish of peas when I said in July. Oh, sorry. Yes, always. I'm always past that. Y you are. Yes. So when you play these back to back, it almost sounds like the exact same thing. In fact, I'll put in our show notes a link to a YouTube video that takes the original Orson Welles dialogue and uh, puts it on top of what the brain is saying. Mm -hmm. It is amazing. Yeah, you wouldn't even know that you're not listening to the brain. Yes. I mean, the only thing that kind of gives it away is actually Pinky's voice is yeah. different because it's a, suddenly a real sound engineer pressing the button and talking to Orson Welles instead. It really gave me a greater appreciation of Maurice LaMarche's ability to match Orson Welles exactly. I mean, mm -hmm. even down to, down to the, yes, yes. always... We're past that and all of that stuff. It was it was just remarkable. I mean, uh, they changed some words in here. Yeah, like Orson. I mean, Orson Welles uh, wasn't G rated. Necessarily. He was not G rated. <laughs> so some words are changed to uh, cheese or I'll like what I'll make you cheese or something instead yeah. of a, a certain other thing. And... I'll make cheese with you instead yeah. of some other uh, innuendo ish kind of. And he says thing. shoot. Yes. Instead of other words, yes. Um, so it was, it was very cute, and a you know, uh, you know, it also reminded me, of course, of Maurice Lamarche, who was also in the Critic around this time. Uh, did uh, you know his Orson Welles impression a few times on the show The Critic, which was on ABC uh, at the time, or at least in the in the mid nineties, anyway. Uh, I don't know. It was, it was really, really funny stuff. Uh, there was also one quick reference I, that I heard uh, Andrea Romano say in this uh, cartoon, which... I can't believe that guy. I Taft-Hartley'd him on his first job. And I looked at that and said, what's Taft-Hartley? And that uh, if you Taft-Hartley somebody, that basically helps fast track you into the SAG union, oh. the Screen Actors Guild union. So that was just... It's a lot of in jokes in yeah. this particular one it's remarkable that for as a as a cartoon that references so much other obscure stuff that that it's still funny i mean this let's face it guys this is a cartoon for kids mm -hmm. <laughs> well sort of <laughs> yeah and yet they're they're doing all this stuff so i don't know what do you guys think what were some moments in this cartoon that you that stood out that you thought was funny things like that uh i i don't know i was laughing out loud at most of this just yes. how ridiculous it was <laughs> of the <laughs> saying in and in july like you yes. emphasize the word in like yeah and and it's, it's and it's just remarkable and then you watch and then, it and you laugh you go that's funny yeah. and then you listen to the original orson welles dialogue you're like oh my god this is the exact same thing yeah and even like the stuttering that he does is the exact same like i'm laughing at all of it and then like 
I, I mean, you don't need to hear the Orson Welles. It's almost uh, almost funnier without it, I thought, like yes. without even knowing that it was. Uh... Well, we'll put in after the show, after the credits and everything for today's episode. Uh, stay tuned, and we will put in the uh, original Orson Welles nice. censored <laughs> audio. Oh. Uh, if you want the full thing, you can check our show notes. You can go to the uncensored <laughs> version of it. Uh, but it is, it is very funny. Uh, Kelly, what about you? I I just thought it was hilarious from beginning to end too. I I didn't know that it was actually based on an actual Orson Welles thing, so it was it, it was just um it was ridiculous. the yeah. The whole conversation was ridiculous, and it, you know even like the 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 straight parts where he was just kind of reading this narration sounded ridiculous too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it it just. It was just silly. It was very, as they as they say, meta because <laughs> it was like you're in the cartoon making the cartoon, right. uh, but then at the very end they still are going to take over the world. They're still going to take over life. the world in real life. <laughs> um, but there's also like I just the whole thing of like these impersonators of the brain outside ready to take over for him mm-hmm. if he leaves, and and uh, just his little details like putting on the studio jacket that looks very 90s. That Warner mm-hmm. Brothers jacket just looked like something straight out of the Warner Brothers store uh, that you could get. Like, they don't, I don't usually see jackets like that anymore. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe they still wear them around Hollywood. I doubt it. But uh, I just thought it was just a really funny, funny cartoon. Very self-referential. Um, and just amazing that, again, this is a show for little kids, but... As much as it was for little kids, it was also for adults. And let's face it, it was also just something for in-jokes for the animators and the creators <laughs> yeah. as well. Because, the you know, it's just one of the, the things that makes this show, I think, uh, just so great. So, fan, you know, fantastic cartoon. Yeah, just the fact that they were able to do, like, they were willing to do their own voices as the director. and uh, Yeah, like, well, yeah, hey, they're cheap. Yeah, exactly. But it's just fun that they basically, you know, kind of make it fun of themselves. Yeah, and it, it it kind of for that brief moment gives you a behind the scenes yeah, moment. What it's, what it's like to work with the brain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, little things, little details also. Like Andrea Romano had those like little bird earrings and stuff. And mm. it's like little details like that that you always wonder, like, whenever I see a caricature of somebody, it always, you know, you know, imp- overemphasizes certain traits about yeah. somebody and you kind of wonder like okay so apparently she wore bird earrings around the place <laughs> i don't know these are just little things that made me just uh really like the cartoon so very cool let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating though so here we go What do you guys think? Out of five water towers, how many water towers would you give today's episode? Nathan, mm-hmm. how many water towers would you give this episode? I'm going to give it four and a half water towers. All right. Why is that? Um, I'm just docking half from the Brave Little trailer. It was a little slow, but the rest of it was gold, I think. All so. right. And Kelly, what about you? Five. Five. Because of ups and downs. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And I am going to agree with Nathan. I'm going to give it four and a half. 
Uh, and yeah, just because if I'll tell you, I would have given a five if we actually did have a quiz at the end of this <laughs> episode. <laughs> but like, why did I even watch this? Uh, why? I, I don't know. I'm a teacher that, and I like quizzes, yeah, so I didn't that was get a one. Teaser trailer. Oh. Uh-huh. Ouch. That was good, though, Nathan. I got to admit. Okay. So <laughs> let's go ahead and get straight on over to our poll results from last week. And let's see. Do we have. Oh, no. <sighs> Here's our announcer with the poll Yay, results. Aloha, everyone. This is the announcer speaking to you from a lovely beach in Hawaii. Okay, well, there's our announcer. So oh, glad yeah. he's having fun, apparently. And I did like that commercial. All right, so let's go ahead and get to the new poll for this week. Nathan, what do you got for us? All right, it's the best Pinky in the Brain segment, round three. Fight! Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> That's the last round. Yeah, That's last round. Like, well, yeah, not in this Final case. Final round. Yeah, Final not. round. <laughs> Unless they tie, rounds. unless you knock out the Street Fighter at the same time as you yeah. knock out, you both go, and then you have to have extra bonus round. But anyway. Well, this is a bonus <laughs> round, we'll say. <laughs> uh, so the choices are Puppet Rulers. Good. Remember that one? Yeah, that's a that's good one. That's with a, a meanie and treacle. And they, go, uh, they do some time travel on that one by going forward in time. Yes. <laughs> we have uh, The World Can Wait. Oh, which is when he fell in love. He fell in love, and he chose not to take over the world, which is kind of like today's episode. Yeah, so, okay. right. And then we have When Mice Ruled the World, and that was another time-traveling one that went back in time. Oh, gosh, yes. Going and back. then they had today's Yes Always, which he didn't take over the world, kind of like that. So it's... <sighs> this is going to be a hard this decision. This one's all over the place. So it's not like... So which of those four Pinky and the Brain cartoons is the best? That mm-hmm. i got to tell you, this one... I. I'm interested to see which one wins this one. Yeah, this one might be close. So we'll see, and we'll discuss our uh, our own uh, answers next week as well to see yeah. what we, we think. Um, okay, so to head on over to twitter.com slash Animaniacast, or simply search on Twitter for hashtag poll, and you can make your voice heard. Well, it's that time again. Let's go ahead and get to our contact information. So, Nathan, where can people go online to get in contact with you? I've said it before. I'll say it one more time. Just once? Just one more time. Oh, I don't know if that'll work. Django FT. That's me. Twitter, <laughs> folks. Get the app. Get the app. <laughs> and, Kelly, what about you? 
Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S at Twitter, or Kelly at BigShinyRobot.com and email. All right, and uh, you can get in contact with us as email as well, which is Animaniacast at RetroZap.com. We're also on Facebook. We're also on Twitter. We're on Instagram, and you can check out all of our previous episodes by going to Animaniacast.com, which will take you straight over to our RetroZap.com archives and speaking of retrozap.com while you're there check out all the articles and columns and different podcasts in the retrozap podcast network podcasts such as the arg cast beltway banthas brews and blasters classic marvel star wars the deuce cast movie show dune cast Kanata's castle the sand crawlers skywalking through neverland starship sabers and scoundrels talking apes tv techno retro dads the Trade Federation, We Know Nothing, and much, much more. Uh, and, I, uh, hey, everybody, yep. head on over to iTunes, <laughs> leave us a five-star positive review, and we will make sure to read it on the show. Uh, I think that pretty much does it for us, though, doesn't it? Yeah, so, for me. <laughs> me too. Let's go home. So, <laughs> with that, uh, this is Joey, and for Nathan and Kelly, good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacs unless otherwise indicated. Brain, you're here. Great, and only 45 minutes late today. You leave. Brain, I'm the producer. Then leave very quickly. Good. Could I have one more go, Lawson, please? Sorry. What? Could I have just one more take of that? Why? I just did it right. Yeah. Look, I'm not used to having more than one person in there. One more word out of you and you go. Is that clear? I take, well, I take directions from one person under protest, but from two, I don't sit still. But who the hell are you, anyway? No, I'm the engineer. Well, why the hell are you asking me for another one? Well, I thought there was a slight bonk, and I would like, just like to be safe. Jesus. What is a gonk? Do you mind telling me what that is? A bang from outside. A bang from outside. Can I see Mrs. Rogers for a minute, please? Yes, certainly. We know a remote farm in Lincolnshire where Mrs. Buckley lives. Every July, peas grow there. Do you really mean that? Yes, so in other words, I'd start half a second late. Don't you think you really want to say July over the snow? Isn't that the fun of it? It's, it, if you can make it almost when that shot disappears, it'll make my... I think it's so nice that, that you see a snow-covered field and say every July peas grow there. We know a remote farm in Lincolnshire where Mrs. Buckley lives. Every July peas grow there. We aren't even in the fields, you see. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about them growing and she's picked them. Yeah. <clears throat> what?
I don't understand you, then. When must... What must be over for July? Um, when we get out of that snowy field. When I was out, we were onto a can of peas, a big dish of peas, when I said in July. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, always. I'm always past that. Yes. Well, that's about where I say in July. So you emphasize a bit in, in July. Why? That doesn't make any sense. Sorry. Um, There's no known way of saying an English sentence in which you begin a sentence with in and emphasize it. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July. And I'll... Make cheese for you. That's just idiotic, if you'll forgive me by saying so. That's just stupid. In July. I'd love to know how you emphasize in and in July. Impossible. Meaningless. I think all they were thinking about was that they didn't want to... He isn't thinking. Wilson, tell me just to one last... Yeah. And it was my fault. I, should, I said in July. If you can leave every July... You didn't say it. He said it. Your friend. Every July? No, you don't really mean every July. But that's a that's bad copy. It's in July. Of course it's every July. There's too much directing around here. Norway. Fish fingers in Nor Findus, Norway. We know a certain fjord in Norway, near where the cod gather in great shoals. There, Jan Stangeland. Fraction more on the on that shoals thing, because you roll it around very nicely. Yeah, roll it around, and I have no more time. You don't know what I'm up against, because it's full of of, of things that are only correct because they're grammatical, but they're tough on the ear. You see, this is a very wearying one. It's unpleasant to read, unrewarding, because Findus freeze the cod at sea, and then add a crumb crisp, crumb crisp coating. Ah, that's tough, crumb crisp coating. I think, no, because of the way it's written, you need to break it up, because it's not it's not as conversationally written. What? Take crumb, out. Take crumb out. Good. Here under protest is beef burgers. We know a little place in the American far west where Charlie Briggs chops up the finest prairie-fed beef and tastes... This is a lot of, you know that. You want one more? Yes. More on what beef? You, you missed the first beef, actually, completely. What do you mean, missed and it? You're emphasizing prairie fed. But you can't emphasize beef. That's like he's wanting me to emphasize in before July. Come on, fellas, you're losing your heads. I wouldn't direct any living actor like this in Shakespeare. Well, you do this. It's impossible. Orson, you did six last year. The right reading for this is the one I'm giving it. At the moment. You are such pests. Now, what is it you want no, I think in your depths of your ignorance? What is it you want? Whatever it is you want, I can't deliver because I just don't see it. That was absolutely fine. It really was. It isn't worth it. No money is worth it.